Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is a Seven West Media podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Road Ahead. I'm your host, Ash Davies, and this is the very first episode of what I hope can become quite a long and successful car series. We're at a fascinating point in time today where the worlds of both cars and technology are beginning to overlap. Today's fastest cars are either electric or hybrids, and even the everyday car is starting to drive itself. And here on The Road Ahead, we're going to talk about it. We're going to dive into the latest in car news, we're going to drive the latest cars and do reviews, and speak to thought leaders in the industry and do interviews. But this isn't your typical EV or electric car show. There's no environmental or green agenda here. At the core, we are car enthusiasts. Think of it a little bit like a modern-day Top Gear that's been run by a new generation of people who love cars, love driving, but look at the world through the lens of what's new and what's next. This show is for people who are a bit like me, who just love the world of cars and driving, but have a fascination with technology, product, and innovation. On today's inaugural episode, I take a first drive of a Tesla Model 3 ahead of its Australian launch and see if its autopilot technology can stand up to a chaotic city environment. I'm never going to get tired of that. Yes, good morning from a cold and wet Melbourne, Australia. Today is quite an interesting day because I just got an email on my phone saying that the Tesla Model 3, some three years after it first became available for reservations, is finally available to order here in Australia. For the first time ever, we have local pricing, we've got options lists, and a look at what the most important electric car in the world is going to look like here in the local market. The only thing that's left to do is drive the thing. The problem is it's not going to be on the road until August, so if we want to take a look at Australia's new Model 3 before anyone else, we're going to have to leave the country. Uber? Yeah, Ash Davis? Yeah. What terminal? Uh, international, please. Awesome, let's go. Thank you. So while we're here, it gives us a chance to talk a little bit about some of the options and features of the car. And the most important with the Model 3 is the price. Now, in the US, we know that this is a $35,000, $36,000 car. And that's because this is always meant to be the world's first mass production, affordable electric car that people want to buy. So the price in Australia, it is $71,285. So it's just under the luxury car tax threshold, but it's not exactly cheap, is it? Especially when you consider that the autopilot technology which allows the car to drive itself is an extra $7,000 option. So the Tesla you want is going to cost you $79,000. That's with base colors, base wheels, 
and the autopilot upgrades. That's just above the BMW 3 Series, the top end of the Mercedes A-Class category. It's not exactly cheap, is it? What do you think? Is, would you spend 80 grand on a Tesla? I would, although it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Not cheap. Thank you. Have a good trip. Man, it's cold. From the very heart of Manhattan, the real Big Apple sound. This is the building. And just like that, he was in New York City. It's currently one o'clock in the morning, either yesterday or tomorrow. I'm not sure what day it is, to be honest. I'm picking up the car at 9 a.m. It's over in New Jersey, being warmed and charged over in an underground car park. We've got the car for quite some time, so this is going to be, I think, quite a fascinating test, putting it in the chaos of Manhattan. This is not an easy city to drive a car, let alone for a car to drive itself, so I'm really quite excited, not just to see what the Model 3 is like on its own merits, but also how its autopilot technology stands up in a foreign environment. This is a great window and test into what I think is the future of driving in general, so I'm going to get some rest, try and get a good night's sleep. We'll pick things up in the morning, and we'll take a look at the car. Superchargers. And there we go, boys and girls. It's the Tesla Model 3. It's quite pretty, isn't it? It's in a luscious red, this car. It's a beautiful color. It kind of pops. It's cherry-like. You want to go up and lick the thing. The wheels are the 20-inch performance wheels in silver with a white interior. This is truthfully my ideal spec. It's a very pretty but simple looking thing. This car's also got the performance upgrades and the full autopilot technology. So this in its current trim is about 112,000 Australian dollars, but it also does 0 to 60 in 3.4 seconds. I can't think of another car in the sub 300k bracket that would even come close to that. So this is all about context. It's expensive for an affordable car, but it's pretty cheap considering what you get. Take a little look on the inside. And whereas the first impressions of the outside of the car were very pretty, the first impressions inside the car are pretty simple. There's not a lot going on in here. You've got the giant display in the middle, the big touchscreen, which Tesla's somewhat famous for. They've taken the Model S's display and they've turned it on its side to create one that is landscape. What an innovation. But I actually quite like that. It means you can have your maps or your music on one side and the controls for the car on the other side. It is a little bit strange to have to dive into menus to do anything from change the air conditioning speed to open the glove box. I'm sure I'll get used to that, but it's it's a learning curve. This car is really software oriented, like your phone is, rather than hardware button oriented. That's a different approach that I've not really seen in a car before. What I don't so much like is the steering wheel in front of me. Now, I don't want to sound too impish or mean, but it looks a bit like a prototype steering wheel. It's just this giant lump of plastic. I've got a button on the left and the right that's plastic. The feel of it is pretty cheap. When I first saw this on some of the early release photos, I did hope, okay, they'll put on a real steering wheel when the car goes to production. But no, that's the wheel the car is shipped with. 
What I do like are these seats. Wow, this white interior. I need white leather in my life. It just pops and creates this sense of light and ambience in the car. And the way the windscreen almost wraps its way over your head. This is a lovely, clean, airy place to be. I really enjoy it. I will say that when you sit in something like a Mercedes A-Class and you do see the metal buttons, you see the hues of the lights, there's a sense of occasion that you get in other cars that you don't quite get in the Tesla. But I guess this car is not about interior design, it's about technology. So we may as well go for a drive. I've got the key here. The key itself is, well, it's a credit card. You put it in your wallet, you tap it against the outside of the car to let yourself in. I want to start the car now. All I have to do is tap the little credit card on the underside of the dash. The car is on and I drive away. First place we're going to go is actually to pick up a friend of mine here who loves the Model 3, but I don't think he's actually been in one or seen one up close, so this could be quite a fun surprise for him and I'll just kind of persuade him to hold my microphone for the rest of the afternoon. In 500 feet, turn left onto West 40th Street. Huh? Is it a three? I've seen a few around. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not mine. It's not yours, no. Alright. Well, you're driving. Let's go to Brooklyn. That's that. It was the most terrifying drive of my life. <laughs> Picked it up in New Jersey. Jersey? What yeah. the hell? Went across on the train, drove it back through yeah, the tunnel. Oh, like. apparently it's all got it on there. But is that like expensive, the tollway? The tunnel is fifteen dollars one way. It's one of the more interesting things I'm already picking up. I thought that that screen would only be useful when you've got autopilot on, you want to see what cars are around you. But it's actually more useful in everyday traffic. If you're sitting at the lights, or even if you're just going around a corner, you want to see what cars are around you, you can glance at the screen and go, okay, there's a car up here on the right, there's one behind you, there's a van coming up on my left. So that's more useful for blind spots than it is for really autopilot. Quite a nice surprise. You ready? Performance is absurd. This is the dual motor one. I don't actually know what that means, but when you do kind of ping it a little bit, it's chaos. It's really fast. Okay, so autopilot now. And I've been figuring this one out, but I'm not very good at it yet. I think I push the stalk down fully and then down twice, and now it's driving itself. This road is a little bit messy. I've got nothing on the pedals either. And I've got two miles now on this road. Oh. It's actually doing okay. It's doing well. It's doing really, really well. I'm almost too confident in it already. Okay, they're slowing up ahead. all the car. Yeah, this is really compelling. This is really good. It's asking me to apply light force through. Okay, so it does still have a couple of parameters in it where you, you aren't allowed to just take your hands off the wheel. I'm going to try changing lane now, see if the car does it for me. 
I think it's meant to do it for me, isn't it? Uh, yes. Okay. So it's, it's nudging, it's playing. Ah, uh, but it's got cars all... Okay, well, okay. It couldn't make it. It's like, you know when you're trying to nudge and hesitate to get there out of lane and you just, you just kind of nudge and nudge and tweak? It just did that. Pretty good. Now keep left toward Brooklyn Bridge. Got a turn coming up somewhere. Okay. You have to do it yourself. Oh, have to do it yourself. I've yeah. got to do it myself. Sorry, my car's driving itself. Let's overtake him. Kind of a natural benefit of electric is that you've got all of the weight at the bottom of the car. And I think in front of the center of gravity is astounding in kind of low speed and high speed cornering conditions. I've just taken the wrong turn. Uh, actually, I'm not sure. You might have. Uh, probably. I can't change that. Regenerative braking is really, really good. You don't have to tap the brake pedal or even hover across it to slow down. You let the car do the slowing down for you. Interestingly as well, when you don't have all the audio of an engine and a drivetrain rattling through, the the bass acoustics of a car shine through quite a lot. Because if there was tyre roar in a car, for example, you wouldn't normally hear it because it's been drained out by the engine. Everything stands out in this. So it's a harder bar to set. It's a harder thing to do very, very well. But the car is so quiet. There's no kind of creaking. There's no rattling. There's no tyre roar when you're going over bumps or going over heavy freeways. It's a very smooth and very quiet car. It's solid. Even for something that is entry level, it's incredibly solid. So while we're here, I'll show you something I just found here. If you go into the car settings, you tap the car button, and then you tap driving. There's something called track mode. I think you've got to be in park to enable it, but then you tap track. Select track mode to enable Tesla's performance-oriented stability control. So this is a little bit of drivetrain, a little bit of stability control as well. Do not use on public roads. Let's turn it on. Look, this guy's got a C63 on the left. He's got all this torque and horsepower. Ready? This will beat anything. This will actually beat anything else on the road. Look, look how long he's taking. And it's gonna take us back into the city. So when we're in the city, we can kind of try to turn the autopilot on. All I'm getting is that beep, which is auto steer temporarily unavailable. So now that we are in the city, I've gone to turn on the autopilot mode, which is you, you do by kind of double tapping. Oh, it's worked, it's on. I thought that if we went into this, it wasn't going to do it because it hasn't the whole way into the city. And I gotta say, it's doing pretty well. I'm more nervous than I think the car is, but it's driving for me. It's, it's somewhat aware of all the cars that are trying to pull in. Let's watch the traffic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and orchestrate what's, what's hopefully happening. He's just pulled out. Everything's fine. This guy's pulling into the right-hand lane, the car's stopped. And once he ducks ahead, the car will hopefully continue. I don't know what the lights this thing are going to do. Yeah, I think we're going to turn left, aren't we? Can we turn left here? You're going to have to do it manually, there's no way the car's doing this. Yeah. <laughs> no chance. 
It's good. This is a pretty good little city runabout car. Sorry. So far, it's it's handling the kind of compressed lanes of traffic pretty well. Oh. Now turn oh. right onto Avenue of the Americas. That was me. I I took over then, and now it won't let me do it. So this is the situation where self-driving and even any form of driving starts to break down. And it's peak hour traffic where you've got NYPD over there trying to guide you along. And you'll wait and you'll see, this guy's gonna guide traffic and tell cars to come up a little bit closer. It's gonna position you on the road so that you can turn. I don't know how a car is gonna be able to figure out what the hell that means. It all starts to fall down when it's 5.30, and you've got to start to take some slightly out of structure initiatives. That's hard. That's a hard problem to solve for a car. It's a hard problem for a driver to solve. Probably the only downside to this car in New York when it comes to autopilot is that this is not the best city that's designed for long extended journeys. All the streets within the city are kind of 10 to 20 second blocks and if you're going block to block an autopilot you're not really doing it properly it only makes sense when you're on a long highway cruise everything else within the city you want the zippiness of the steering to be able to navigate traffic yourself certainly on the outskirts very very impressive the tesla model 3 is faster than a ferrari it's got better technology than an S-Class and a price tag that's cheaper than a BMW 3 Series, all in a package that's more characterful and more enjoyable than anything else on the market. The self-driving technology works brilliantly, but only in scenarios where you'd want the car to drive itself. In the middle of a city, it's a bit silly, and there are certain scenarios that expose why self-driving technology might require human intervention for at least the next decade. But put simply, this might be the most important car of this century, and it might also be the best. It's also cold as f so let's get out of here. That concludes our review of the Tesla Model 3 and also the first episode. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, make sure you give us a thumbs up or a subscribe or a rating of some sort. We're new, we've got a great series lined up and we're looking to really build a show out of this. The Model 3 has left me with a number of different thoughts. I loved the car, it was extraordinary in so many ways. I also feel a little bit hesitant with that price point. I know a number of people who have bought them, but also people who have already returned their reservations. It's ended up being a car that I am recommending to absolutely everyone, but I can't see myself putting down the money for one. It's a strange dichotomy there. Over the upcoming series, you can expect a number of different first drives. We've got cars like the Tesla Model S, we've got the BMW i8, I'm trying to get my hands as well on a rumored hybrid McLaren later this year. We've got debates on self-driving technology, we've got interviews with industry experts, all of this and more. I'm your host, Ash Davies, and this has been The Road Ahead. What I do like are these seats. Wow.